Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chief Concerns. A week off for the guys, but we're back and ready to go. Jason, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. So we had a, a, a week hiatus uh, coming here, so it was uh, it was a little tough, man. We... Uh, Dealing with this whole uh, COVID protocol, and that's what I was at for the week. Uh, but not only that, uh, my uh, my lady, my my dog, one of my best friends, uh, my pup, a lady, she passed away. Uh, so 14 years old. Uh, and what I do, I, I'll share a picture for everybody just to kind of see. Uh, but she, trooper, trooper, and just kind of, you know, she she was older. So the thing is, uh, it still didn't make it easier. You know what I mean? I, it just all of a sudden she just turned, and I think she really waited until I got back from Kansas City. You know, to kind of I don't know at this moment, and it was it was really sucky because I had to. I was on uh, kind of protocol to try to get her to the vet like real fast. I'm like, look, I don't know what's going on. Like she's just not responding to a lot of different things, and. Um, you know, she and she she passed away, man, in my arms. So it was it was that was tough. It was tough, but I was just like, you know what? Uh, her brother, which uh, we lost last year, last summer, I had a really good friend, uh, Kendra Fishback, that helped me out because I was on vacation then, and then you know that happened, and that's just something you just don't want to hear, man, on vacation anytime these things happen. Uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was tough, but I'm I'm glad I was there with her. I didn't want to leave her by herself. I didn't want to. You know, have her at a vet, you know, and just put it down. I couldn't be with her, uh, yeah. but she didn't. She didn't. You know, thank God she didn't suffer uh, like that. Fourteen years, man. Beautiful time. Every moment was. So, here's the lady, man. Here's the lady. Here's lady. the lady. Yeah. Fourteen uh, years is a long time. I I was in 2008. Gosh, I was I was I was I was about I was 14. I was 14 at, at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 14, man. Look, 14 is a long time. Uh, for Black Labs, I actually got him for a Brody Croyle. And so Lady was like the one of the of the litter. And, you know, Brody was like, Jason, I got some beautiful dogs, man, for you to come see and check them out. So, you know, I sent my lady over and she went to go see him. And I thought she was going to bring one. 
and she brought two. And then Butch, my first one, you know, uh, my, my big boy, like I said, it was her, her brother, passed away last year. Um, great dog. And then Lady, Lady was like the run of the litter. And she was just like, she was like, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, I just had to take her. She just said, I'm like, all right, here we got two. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, think of Steve's, man. So it was, it was good. It was good, man. So. 13, 14 years. That's those. That's my oldest dog I ever had was was eight. Um, that, that's how long he lasted. 13, 14 years is, is that's 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 a, that's a lot of time, a lot of quality time spent. A lot of time. That's a lot of time, man. It was it was a blessing, you know. I thank God just to have her and her companionship, you know, and her love, and you know, sitting around the house, man. So when you talk about uh, dogs being man's best friend, there's ain't no doubt about it. I mean, she's right there with me everywhere I went, you know. So um, go miss her. Gonna miss her, but I, like I said, she has so many great memories that I'm just so thankful that I had it for that long. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my condolences, brother. Thank you, thank you. And uh, while we on that vein, I, I just want to really kind of actually talk about, uh, of course, the, the the biggest tragedy that's been happening in the past couple of weeks here in the United States. Uh, just kind of, uh, you know, just letting you know that right now the tragedy happened in Buffalo and the one down in Texas. Uh, it's just hard to hear. And, and it's something we got to do, man, to put this thing back together um, and, and, and really start to have a really, really conversation with each other, man, to try to protect one another as much as we can. Um, but, you know, families and, and, and the ones that's in the tragedy, man, the heart is, 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 is deep with them. Um, hope everybody's just loving each other tonight and, 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 and will from this time on. And so, um, man, just could say more about that. I just wanted to say that, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it. I give all my love and, and everything that I possibly can uh, to help those and support those people. Yeah, right there, right there with you. And I, and I know sometimes these conversations get, you know, convoluted with a lot of you know, political talk, right or left. And I think last two weeks, what we see from Buffalo in uh, Uvalde, Texas, I believe, I think, you know, it's just it's all about community and trying to like everyone just come together at times like these. And, you know, it's like, you know, Remember what, it, what, what this is life. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a team. It's not a political party. It's not, it's nothing. It's really, it's really li- about, about, you know, human life. And, uh, you know, uh, okay. our hearts, hearts and, and prayers go to the families down in uh, Texas and in Buffalo. So. Right. That's right. And it's just, you know, like you said, it's empathy, empathy yeah. and love. We should have one another, you know, and that's how our creator made us. God made us that way. And yeah. so, it should be, you know, think about talking with one another, you know, loving each other like we should, like God mm-hmm. gives us responsibility to do those things. And so, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, I know it's, uh, you know, kind of t- tough, tough t- transition to go from, you know, some sad news to, you know, some, no. uh, good no. news. Um, but uh, so within the week that we were off, uh, we had some good news uh, come to the show. So there's two, two uh, little nuggets I want to let our viewers and listeners know. So one, uh, YouTube subscribers, we have gotten over 2,000. We, hey. we reached over 1,000 in January. It took us five months to get over another 1,000, which is insane. I was looking at YouTube analytics. That's a uh, thousand in five months is is nuts. So, uh, to all two thousand subscribers, um, we're, we're glad to have you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Congratulations, day everybody following us. Look, we and we're gonna have some merch. I seem to be putting some merch and stuff out. People was asking about the shirts and whatnot. Yep. Listen, we're gonna have a lot of goodies, you know, in the future to get it to all these people that's been, you know, uh, subscribing to us and supporting us all this time. And we look, love and appreciate each and every one of y'all coming in, checking out, doing the views and whatnot, talking to us, continue to give us feedback, yep. you know, while we out here. 
We appreciate it more than, than you even know. All right. And let's just keep this thing going, man. Let's keep this thing going. Let's do it. Um, yeah. And, and with that, uh, we will have our uh, Chief Concerns website launching uh, this summer. There will be uh, our store on there as well. So you'll be able to get some goodies and we'll also do some giveaways too. And we all know everyone loves giveaways. Um, then the second nugget, um, our host site, Believe Podcast Network, they actually merged with Sirius XM Radio. Kind of they did a deal with their NFL shows. So going forward, I don't know the exact details yet because it was just announced last week. But going forward, um, starting this season, um, all their NFL shows will be on the Sirius XM uh, radio. Um, okay. And then on their app, you'll be able to find Chief Concerns on the Sirius XM app. Um, but obviously, if you're listening to this right now, you already are subscribers to, to uh, Chief Concerns. But, you know, just be, be bringing in more, uh, more audience members for the show. And so uh, that was some exciting news to have. Oh, yeah. yeah, more airwaves. That's how we look at it, man. More okay. people to reach. So, hey, come and get it, man. We'll be, hey, where we can see us, if you can see us in your, your television or, you know, in your room, in your computer, wherever it may be that you, you're checking us out at. And also in your car, wherever it may be. Listen, enjoy it. We're bringing all the great content to you. So, hey, hats off to all of y'all. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's just easy listening. You know, you got you got to hear JD. We, we get to hear JD every week, and you know, I know yeah. everyone everyone comes in here and listens to hears the stories, and it's just like it's just it's just easy listening. Um, but before we get into our topics for the night, there's been some you know tight end U is, is coming around again it's the second year they they're, they're doing tight end university, and there was a kind of comment made from George Kittle about Travis Kelsey and the amount tight ends are getting paid versus receivers. And JD, you know, you're a resident tight end, so I'm I'm curious what you got to say on the uh, on that topic. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, I, to me, I, I I have a problem that this is even an issue. To be honest with you, I mean, listen, this league has 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 maneuvered over into like a passing league, and no doubt about it, what Travis has done in these past few years that he's been playing, I mean, he's leading. I think the last I think the stats was maybe six or something like that years. Like he's leading like receivers in far as like yards. I mean, come on, man. Like that. Like this is not really a debate. Uh, and and it, the thing is, it was kind of happening at the same time when we were we were playing. Like tight ends were like at the bottom rung of getting paid. I mean, really were. I think we were getting a little bit more than like the kickers and maybe like the fullbacks and stuff like that. So they didn't feel like we were uh, uh, a necessity, and we were. There were things that guys were doing out there that you, you couldn't you couldn't dispute. What you know. Tony was doing out there on the field. Gates was doing out there on the field. Uh, I mean, you, you just name it, up and down the field, man. You know, uh, Shockey. I mean, I mean, you, come on. So when you're talking about, you know, compensating guys for their production, because that's really what it is, it's compensating guys for production, there's no reason why our market should be set. Travis should be getting paid at least $20-something million. I mean, it's just uh, – that's without a doubt bottom line. And if you're not doing it, I would tell all those guys, listen, hey, tight ends, tight end you, I'm telling you right now, hold out on all them jokers. Y'all get it all together. Y'all ain't going to pay the tight ends all that money. See what they do at when you when they don't have it, okay? All y'all get together, Travis, Joy, y'all get together. Well, balls in y'all court, okay? Y'all got the power in, 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 in y'all know how to negotiate this thing because y'all should be compensated. Without a doubt, it's not even a question. And so somebody who's just trying to make that argument that you should be compensated because you are tight end, you just got a TE in front of you, it's crazy. It's ridiculous, okay? So that was my part of it. I heard that, and I'm sitting there thinking, here we are, we got guys who didn't even have the production as, as, as Travis. It's getting paid 
you know, 12, 15 million dollars more. It's ridiculous. I'm utterly ridiculous. Without a doubt, man, this guy right here is a necessity. And so everybody can name that guys and tight ends in this league. There are necessities on teams. I mean, without these guys, guys ain't going to be, they're not going to be that, uh, that successful, you know? And so same thing with, with, uh, with Patrick. Patrick knows, man. He, who, who, hey, look, without Travis butting his bread, yeah, we don't know what his numbers will be. Put it that way. And he's a, he's a great player, no doubt about it. But, you know, sometimes it's a symbiotic relationship with these guys. Travick, without a doubt, is a staple in our offense. He'll be a staple anywhere he goes. He's just going to he's just going to eat. He's just going to be that productive regardless of where he goes. And mm-hmm. so pay that man. That man needs to get paid. So a conversation needs to be had about guys getting paid at the tight end position, period. Yeah, 100% agree. But I, I do think that some Chief fans will take a gripe with with that comics. They, they don't want to have to spend any more money. <laughs> they want to have as much money as possible to pay other guys. <laughs> now, listen, look, hey, hey, look, and I get it. I get it. But the thing is, you know, you get what you pay for, right? That's what it usually is. So you get the guy that, that is, you know, producing, who's the best tight end, you know, in the league, without a doubt, you know, probably would be would definitely be one of the best in the, in the history of the game. So why wouldn't you pay a guy like that? I mean, you're paying, you know, other guys all this money. So a guy that's being productive for you over these years, mm-hmm. man, come on. I, I don't think anybody would have a problem as far as paying that. And the way I look at it, it's the same thing. If one team won't pay a guy, somebody will. I mean, A.J. Brown just went up there and made, what is he making, like $25 million at, in, in Philly? Come on, man. Like, you, you missed me with that. You know, there's a lot of guys that's getting paid. So even, look at um, Christian Kirk's contract that he signed with the Jaguars. That that, that was the one that kind of blew the, blew the load off the, uh, the the market this off season because everyone was surprised by that. What six years, eighty seven million or something like that? Yeah, crazy, crazy. And, and, and Travis can't get paid over twenty twenty. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, but, so, but do you think w- with Travis's age right now? Is that is that an issue? I mean, because we're talking. I mean, he, well, he's at thirty two now, I believe. I mean, we're getting we're getting to the kind of the the end, the latter part of the career, right? Yeah. You, you still think that that kind of money is? I, I'm gonna say he's obviously he's worth it. If you look at the body of work, but like as we're getting to that age, where is it like? I mean, do do you think he actually thinks he he deserves that money at this age right now? Yeah, because even if he, he's doing like one year deals or two years, I mean, it, absolutely, he's worth that money. Because the thing is, he hasn't really been hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's still playing at a high level. Yeah. So if you sit there and you look at his production, if his production is waning, if it's, you know, it's starting to decrease. Yeah. You might have an argument, but he's still blowing it up, man. He's killing these guys out here. So to me, he's worth that money. No doubt about it. And so I'm sitting over here. Yeah. Thirty five million or whatever, you know, cheap 30. But hey, look, OK, he, he needs to be in 20s. Yeah. No doubt about it. So we sit over here. We using that conversation. Somebody wide receivers and stuff. Come on, man. Guy right there needs to be paid. And so, yeah. like I said before, you do a one-year deal, two, whatever, like that, you know, front load the money, whatever you need to do. I mean, I think, yeah, he, he deserves it. He's gonna, he, Look, he's going to be playing at a high level for a, a number of years. I know at least another three or four before you start seeing maybe a decrease in his production. You know, granted, he have any injuries or whatnot, there's no reason why he should. I think he, take, he does a good job taking care of his body, at least I think, because he hasn't really been hurt, so. Mm-hmm. And it has it t- tells a tale. Yeah, yeah, and, and like you said on the, the show before, tight end does so much for an offense. It's like kind of it's 
I mean, the top two positions on the offensive side with quarterback and tight end, you know, tight ends doing run routes, also dealing with, with, with the um, blocking assignments and all that stuff. So there's a, a lot going on in the tight end position. So it's a, it's one of those unsung heroes that doesn't get the respect that it deserves. Right. And like I said, it's based off production. So we're looking at, you know, catches and yards and all based it off that. I mean, I mean, seriously, just put it yeah. that way. With the market, and be like, look, it's all production what these guys are, not because of what you have in front of your name, like wide receiver, you know, running back, tight end. No, listen, production. Look at production, right? Pay him accordingly. Yeah. Hey, every job in the uh, in the world is based on performance, and everything's performance based business. So why not do that with uh, when it comes to catches and, and yards and, and basing it all together? So hey, yeah, listen, you might not have a, a, a lot of uh, you know a public opinion about that that agrees with me, Ben. But I'm gonna swing for my guys. I'm gonna swing for my TEs. Tight ends <laughs> need to be getting paid. It should be getting paid a long time ago. They've been shuffling this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to cut it out. Yeah, 100%, 100% with you, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, tight end you is going to love the uh, love hearing this sound, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, by the time, so since our last show, you know, a lot has happened in the Chiefs world. Um, obviously, you know, we're talking about uh, Travis Kelsey, what, what his worth is, but also, you know, the schedule came out, and I know. The NFL kind of uh, took to, another thing the NFL has taken and made it more of like a media, like, you know, made a media storm around it. Like every day there was like, uh, you know, announcing a game or two. And then like by like f- day four of that week, they finally released the whole schedule. It's like, come on, just, just release a schedule. I, I don't want to do day by day. Let's just go get to it. So first topic tonight. Um, so obviously after the, the whole teasing of uh, the, the NFL season, um, the Chiefs will be the first team. This is a crazy stat. Chiefs will be the first team in NFL history to start the season with eight straight games against teams that had a winning record in the previous season. According to Sharp Analytics, the Chiefs have by far the hardest schedule in the NFL next season, and Vegas has set the Chiefs over under wins for the following season, at or for this season, at 10.5. Um, last year, it was 12 going into the season. So, J.D., what are your thoughts on this beast of a schedule that we got ourselves uh, coming in 2022? Uh, my thought is, well, you know, the thing is, you, you, you've been playing at the high level, prime time and you're going to have prime time games and everybody's going to be swinging for you. So that is just uh, the indication of the success you've had on the field, right? It's indication of what you've been able to do in the playoffs, you know, going to the Super Bowl. Uh, and so that's a great thing. It is. I, th- I think uh, to be honest, when I'm, when I'm sitting over looking at the schedule, first eight games, and I'm just looking up and down right here and I'm, I'm looking at Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, Buccaneers, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, you know, and then, you know, Titans. I mean, it, that right there is a smorgasbord of guys that's going to be in the playoffs, right? Uh, my thing is, I'm I'm not as worried about it. I don't. I think, uh, to be honest with you, the teams that we're playing, I think they got a lot of pressure on them too, right? Because, you, you look, you, you're playing the Chiefs. You're playing these world – yeah, these guys. These guys, so they're at the pinnacle of the game. Okay, and we understand that you know the AFC had to go through Arrowhead for the past couple of years, you know, to try to get to the Super Bowl. And so, the thing is, you got to realize, look, these teams, they got to beat you. All right, they have to. I mean, the Bills, everybody's talking about Josh Allen. They got, they got to still beat you, right? I mean, it's just if you keep look, keep trying to don these guys as being great, this and that. Look, you know what? Come in Arrowhead. Or, you know, we, we played with the Bills, you know, and we'll see what you can do against Patrick Mahomes this time. 
Okay. Same thing. Bucks. Tom comes back. Okay. We're going to go down there. We're going to get in the pirate ship. We're going to blow a couple of cannonballs ourselves. Okay. In the end zone. That's where I look at it. So that's going to be another primetime game. Tom's got to beat, you know, uh, Patrick, second time. These are, these are like heavyweight bouts, right, that you're going to get at the first of the season. So I'm not really worried about it, man. I think with the amount of guys that we have, our coaching staff in, in general, okay, with the, uh, uh, the type of experience, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're in, in, in a great position. I think systemically what we're trying to do with offense, uh, with, with the offense is getting the right guys in the right positions. And I think once we do that, we get them up to speed with the OTAs, with the uh, 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 training camp, I think we'll be fine. Uh, so I don't, I don't really worry about it as much. Uh, it's going to be a tough schedule. But look, I don't think there's anybody on the schedule that we can't beat. I really don't. So I'm not really worried about it as much. It is, it is going to be tough. But I think if you do these things early, right, test the metal early, it'll put you in a better position later on. Like, okay, look, we've we done that test. We don't went through like the hard part of it. We had the hardest schedule. We're going to win and start, you know, wearing on teams. Hey, when it comes, you know, playoff time till the end of them, they're going to be ready. They're going to be battle tested. And so uh, I think these guys, man, they're going to do well. Uh, over, under, set, 10 and a half. Um, you have over 10 and a half wins? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. 10 and a half, me, to me, is just that, that's disrespectful. I, I just don't think. When they say 10 and a half, I'm just like, man, they are still disrespecting the Chiefs. I, I just – look, I get Tyreek is gone. You know, we lost Honey Badger too. But I still forget they – we got 15 in the room. We got Kelsey, right? Well, Kels, we got Hardman. We got MVS. We got Juju. We got CEH. We got Rojo. We got, we got guys. We got the best O-line in the AFC. Now, our defense, we got some new guys on there. They're younger. They're going to be faster, especially in the secondary. They're going to hit harder than we had before. I don't think we have really a lot of questions. I don't. I think that what it's going to be is the time frame that we get everybody ready. So 10 and a half to me is just disrespectful. I think that we win at least 13 games. Mm-hmm. If we don't win 13, 12 is going to be – that's going to be the one like, okay, maybe 12. But losing more than that, I, I don't see. I don't see it at all. You know, because somebody's going to have to come through Arrowhead and I look that – Everybody knows it's, that's just a tough place to play, period. Mm. But I think, man, we win 13 games. That's where I'm at with it, 13. Uh, just to have fun with the, uh, win the division too? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that, that's a given. <laughs> you know, I, I just think some of the – you know, obviously because it's a long season, you know, maybe you lose a game here because you're trying to save guys or maybe somebody gets hurt. I, you know, I don't know. But as far as, like, you know, winning the division – no doubt about it. I mean, I, I don't uh, – there's nobody that I fear. I don't think anybody in, in Kansas City fears, you know, any of those guys you're looking at. And then, look, they, and they got great teams. They got great teams. But I don't think what they have on their team is better than our team. I don't think their Joes are better than our Joes. I don't think their their coaching staff is better than our coaching staff. And I think right there that's going to that's gonna be the ticket. I think that's going to be one that, that puts us over top of everybody else mm-hmm. just because of the guys that we have. Uh, making sure the guys are in the right position. And they, they, look, our guys are going to do a great job with that. So mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Come on, man. Winning position. Yeah, division. Absolutely. All right. Um, and uh, just uh, 
as far as the eight game stretch, I know you 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 mentioned the um the eight games there. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, if we come out of the eight game stretch at five and three or six and two, we're, we're going to be in great shape. But uh, what do you where do you have us in that in that eight game stretch? Uh, what what is your um of those games? Where do you have that record of those eight games? Uh, in the eight game stretch, if I'm just looking at it, uh, I don't know. Potentially, you could you could easily do you know six and two, seven and one, easy. You know, and I'm just looking at if you don't play a good game against somebody, that that might be the one, the, the turning point at the end of the game. Like, ah, dang, God, the guy that's at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So, other than that, I don't, I don't. I mean, Cardinals we could beat, Charles we could beat, Colts we could definitely beat, Buccaneers would definitely beat, Raiders definitely beat, Bills definitely beat, 49ers definitely beat, yeah, Rams definitely beat. Who? <laughs> come on, come on, man. Yeah. Who, who are we afraid of? I mean, honestly, who are we afraid of? I don't see anybody on here. I mean, we just got to be like, whoo, man, golly, man. This is gonna, I don't see nobody like that. I, I just yeah. don't. So, you know, it's just – but it's football. It's NFL football. All these guys are good. All these guys are great. So we just got to bring our A game every single week. If guys are prepared, if guys are, you know, coached up like they should be, which I know they will, uh, when you go into the game and everybody's understanding about their assignment, what they need to do, Chiefs are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I agree with you on a lot of your takes in this, in this whole thing. I think that, uh, I think, I feel like the NFL, the odds makers, and a lot of these talking heads out there, have, it's like almost that like they've forgotten that we, uh, we lost Tyreek Hill and we lost Tyron Matthew, but everything else is still intact. Whereas yeah. people, because people are trying to make an argument, oh, they're not even going to win their division this year. The Raiders have a new coaching staff, and a new front office. Um, the Broncos, new coaching staff, and they brought in Russell Wilson. So these are guys who have to get acclimated to a whole new city, a whole new team, and everything. The only team I, I'll say that has a, that has a legit shot as far as competing for the division with us is the Chargers, just because continuity. That entire team is back, right? Right. And then you know, and it's us. The other two teams are outliers in my because we don't know what we're getting from them. People want us to talk about unknowns from us. We when we lost Tyreek Hill. I'm not, I'm not knocking Tyreek Hill, but like overall, our entire receiver room is a lot better than it was last year, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of unknowns. We know we, we know this team. This is the same team that we've had. Right, and, and I think that's going to be the challenge. Challenge on offense is, uh, you know, getting all those guys to gel together, right? And and you know, usually when you introduce a new system to these young guys, you know, trying to get them up to speed, it's going to be kind of the issue, right? Because we, you know, MBS is in a new system. Juju's in a new system. You know, uh, Sky Moore's in a new system. Uh, and so these guys who haven't been in this is, is going to be learning. But I know they, they got great teachers. They got great coaches. And so I know the coaches are going to get them ready. They're going to get them prepared uh, up to speed. And the one, the guy, of course, throwing the ball to him, look, that's the guy you want behind you. That's the guy you want throwing the ball to you. So he's going to throw darts. He's, he's going to make sure that he's going to put the ball on you. Uh, and so you got the best quarterback in football. So I think to me, to be honest with you, that learning curve as far as like getting everybody up to speed, just understand the offense uh, uh, systematically is, is really going to be the challenge. But other than that, man, offensive line, set. You know, running backs, cool. Tight ends, bad. Like you said, up and down the wide receiver room, we're just, we're better. We're better. And so I think all those guys going to get together, gel together. Uh, what they need to be, or how they they need to do it uh, to be successful. Yeah, yep. And, and I think uh, one thing that in learning from you guys to, on the show is you know always talk about c- continuity, and I, I think the continuity aspect 
Yeah. From the, the other, the, the two of the four teams in the division, there's, it's not there. We, you know, for entirety, it's not there yet. We don't know what we're getting from Denver. We don't know what we're getting from the Raiders. So for yeah. people to even bring them up in the conversation, it's like, well, pump the brakes there, I think. Yeah, that's, look, that's always the hardest part. The hardest part is always when you talk about the continuity and consistency, uh, especially when you got a new you know, like quarterback in, right? You got to learn, you know, what he does. And, you know, Russell's got to learn what these guys can do. Mm. Uh, and so uh, same thing, San Diego, yeah, that's going to be a team. But I think we're just up and down, up, down the board. We're just better than those guys, mm. period. So uh, Justin Herbert, is just, Herbert, he just, he's, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but just, okay. Listen, you let him come and have a conversation after look, let him sit down, <laughs> play a position, we'll see what he can do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then of course the Raiders, like you said, they new staff, it's gonna take some time. And it's gonna take some time. They got some boys over there, but it's gonna take some time. It really is. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and we have five primetime games, so it's gonna be fun to to watch our guys under the uh, under the primetime lights on um and, and I think our, fir- our first one's with Thursday night, week two, against San Diego. Thursday so Thursday night. Yeah, I think the boy, the T-Gun's doing it, man, for Prime. That's the Prime, uh, Prime TV is what they're doing. I think it'll kick off this season, man. It's going to be, it's going to be, man, fireworks. Can't wait. Can't anyway, wait. If Gonzalez is doing that, it's, uh, it's good luck for our, for our guys, I think. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. All right, so uh, moving on to our, our next topic. Um, so post draft, we discussed the moves we made. We traded for Lonnie Johnson, and like ten minutes later, we did the uh, we tagged um, we did the, the 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 rare UFA tag on Melvin Ingram, which if he wasn't signed by June 29th, uh, he would come back to us at a at, uh, one year four million dollar deal. Um, but if he if he went somewhere else, we would get a compensation pick. Um, what happened? He signed with the Miami Dolphins. We we're going to get a compensation pick for for his play uh, with the Dolphins. That that's the one good thing. But we also lose our guy Melvin Ingram again. Another offseason where we lose Melvin Ingram um, yeah. where we thought we had him, but we won't we won't have him. Um, so now this kind of reemphasizes a need for another edge because we're going to be asking a lot from our rookie Carl uh, Loftus. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? Did, did, now, does it double down the fact that we're going to, are we going to wait for these training camp cuts to go get another edge? Or are we going to kind of, should we kind of hone in on somebody who's available right now, JD? Uh, I, I think if you, if you address this issue now, uh, rather than later, I think you'd be in a better position. I, I just, and this is why it was kind of like a cause for concern why we didn't get more guys, edge rushers and defensive ends kind of in the draft. Uh, and like I said, I, you know, maybe they're, they're seeing a lot going on uh, with the guys that got in the room. And so maybe they're, they're, they're expecting a lot from these guys. And so, uh, you know, it, it was unfortunate, but, you know, everybody was like, oh, you know, Melvin Ingram wasn't going to bring in the tax. Listen, he changed the defense last year. He changed it. And so his pressures and his production, what he was able to do, I mean, that mindset from a veteran, uh, was paramount for what we did defensively last year. No doubt about it. I mean, so uh, you, you can't, you know, downplay what he, he was able to do, what he could bring into the room. Now, guys that's out here, uh, I mean, you got to find a guy. I, I just think you do. I think for the depth of what you want to do defensively, and I said this, I think, you know, rotations, you have like a, a good rotation of guys, keep them fresh, uh, you you put yourself in a better position. 
Uh, and so I think maybe if, if anything, if any concern that comes in as far as like defensive wise, that will be it. That's my only concern. Like, you know, we need another guy. So we, we won't, you know, Frank, if Frank is going to step up, you know, Colophilus, if he's going to do what he needs to do, Kando, you know, what is, you know, what's coming up with him, uh, Danon, you know, we just got to see, we got to see, but I, I think we need to got it. We got to go get another guy. I just, that's, that's my assessment of everything. And so, uh, like I said before, I, I, I think if you get a, like a guy who specializes in pass rushing, going to get the ball uh, is the guy that you want to be able to, to uh, go get. So, yeah. and even after we placed a UFA tag on uh, Ingram, you were still saying we should bring in another guy. Um, that was yeah. even a to- topic on the show. What does it say to you? We, we've talked about like, you know, I don't want to call Veach cheap. Or anything, you know. I, I I know there's a lot of huge Beach fans out there. Now, I'm a, I'm a Beach fan, so there's no slander here. It's mm-hmm. just I feel like we've kind of had this conversation a lot this year. Where it's like, come on, I'll pay up a little bit, pay, pay up a little more to get it, get him in. Because I mean, I don't think they paid him that much more than 4.4 million uh, that that we were gonna that we that we wanted to get him at. It's like last year we let him go. We had a trade to we had a trade a draft pick in the season to get him to bring him on. So it's like. I mean, what are we? I don't understand what, why, why you're playing this game. I I get it's a game of money, but like, come on, spend up a little bit to bring the guy back. You know what, man? I, I think it, it guys get irritated with things like that too. When, when you kind of lowball them, you know, year after year, it's kind of like, look, man, you know what? You know, they're just kind of playing me like a fiddle. And he might have just did they made the move like, okay, this is close to home. And I look, I, I was. You know, I did that, had that experience. Look, I'm going to go here. And it might be less money, whatever. But I, I'm just, you know, I'd rather just do this off principle. I don't know. So I just know sometimes those, when you when you try to be uh, frugal, uh, these things can kind of, they can, you know, backfire on you. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys that, that still want to get paid. I, I think there's guys out here, uh, I mean, you can't get a deal on everything. I mean, I know, I look, I know Beach is saying, look, listen, hey, I know he's wheeling and dealing. I know he's sitting over there. He's trying to, he's trying to get everybody for the bottom dollar. Maybe throw you a little bit over here. Listen, I give you this. But it's like, yo, man, this, hey, man, can you, can you see another two meal a half or something like that? Can we, a little bit more incentive? What, what can we do? It's like, ah, well, you know, I don't know. So it's like one of those guys <laughs> that's always trying to get that, you know, that, that, that quick little, you know, hit. You know, that, that, that deal all the time. Willing and dealing, baby. Willing and dealing. So, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, pay a little bit to get a guy. Make sure he's worth it. Uh, I don't know, man. We, we just missed that. I just, to me, that is just kind of like caused my concern uh, and why we didn't address him more in the draft. I, I, that's, I'll go back to the draft. I'll say that. That was the one thing I thought in the draft that I had a critique on is getting another edge guy or defensive end, which I thought we should have done, or defensive tackle, maybe, you know, so. Yeah. It's like, like we talk about post draft. It's like we, we did the opposite. We, 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 what you and I thought was going to happen because we were texting during the draft. We thought, okay, edge, edge is coming here. Instead, yeah. we, went, we went secondary, 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 and say, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going secondary instead of edge. Right. Listen, look, and, and you can have the best secondary in the world, but I tell you what, the best secondary guys, couple guys, they can't couple guy all day. Nope. <laughs> I don't care. So you need you need that pressure on that that that, that quarterback, mm-hmm. you know. I mean that's what you need. And so, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe we'll address it. Hopefully, look. I, I, and I'm gonna say this. Put this out. Hopefully, 
Kando and those guys step up, show us something different, showing that, look, we got this. We can handle this right here. And if you get another guy, cool. Mm. I think we need one more guy. I think we do. But here's the Kando and those guys stepping up, man. Let's show what you can do. Hey, see what you can do, big fella. Mm. See what you can do, young fella. See what you can do. So here we go. I guess my question is on this whole thing. It's like, cause I was in this conversation with my brother and it was like, are we putting, I mean, like, let's say we, let's say for example, we, we go to, we go to training camp preseason. We don't bring in another guy. We kind of go with as is. And, you know, we, we roll out Karloff just to be the, the, this, the opposite edge next to Clark. Is yeah. that kind of a lot of pressure to just, you know, to, to go with the Karloff or our other edge guy. And we're expecting him to go out there. Is that kind of, are we, is, is that a lot of pressure for, for a young guy or, or no, I mean, he's a first round pick. No, he's, I mean, shoot, he's the first-round pick. I mean, we brought him here for a reason, and we brought him here to be effective, you know, be a star. We, You know, we ain't got time to wait. Mm-hmm. So you, we brought you in because of what you did in college, what yeah. we seen on film, your productivity, and so what you can bring to the game. So that's his expectations. That's, that's, that's how this business works. Like you said, man, look, it's the NFL. Now, hey, you, you're not at Purdue anymore. This is this is the big boys. It's the, it's, it's the big deal, the big league right now. And so you got to play like it. And so I think I think I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Uh, but if if my question is, you know, who's out there, right? That's the question about getting a guy who is worth the money, or if he's trying to get paid money, who's 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 out there that we can get that's going to make it be a difference maker. You know what I mean? Uh, I, JPP, who's familiar with Spags' system in New York. Yeah, you know, JT, JPP, does he have something in the tank? We, we have to see. So maybe, maybe Spags is talking to him. Maybe JPP is like, look, you know what? I got you. Listen, don't worry about it, but I'm not doing OTAs or none of that. I'll come to camp, all right? Just let just let you know. Spags is like, yeah, cool. Don't worry about it. We got you. JPP, you ain't got to do none of that. You chill at home and get ready, do all that. You ain't got to do all the rookie stuff. You ain't no spring chicken here, you know? Hey, we're bringing in uh, doing training camp. He'll be fine. Yeah. I, I think, you know, he, yeah, he'll, he'll bring something. You had something room for sure. And, and there was somebody, uh, someone on Twitter also said that uh, the Niners are looking to cut in the coming coming weeks. They will be cutting D Ford, our former uh, first round edge rusher who famously had the offsides in the AC championship game. Um, People said as a joke, maybe he could come back as a, as a as a free agent. It'd be kind of funny seeing him come back as you know as it's a, as it's just pass rush specialist and with all the stuff that Frank Clark had taught. You know, it's funny Frank Clark never played with him, but Frank Clark even like made fun of him the following year about the whole offside stuff, which I think is a funny concept. The guy who never actually played with him was dog and a, a player he never played with. <laughs> yeah, well, no. ah, poor guy. If he can get something, so be it. Maybe he can make amends for for. The old deal, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So. Yeah, but regardless, edge rusher in need. But I mean, if they, if they, if the if the young guys can step up, then hey, that's that's one less thing we need to get. But I think just to be safe, bringing a guy even for even for the even for the preseason and training camp. If JPP still has what it takes, then there you go. He can be he can be something or a guy along the lines of JPP. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not. And, you know, JPP is not going to break the bank either. Like I said, he's familiar with Spags. I think he'll, you know he'll be able to come in. Matter of fact, I mean, he's got a championship mentality. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'll bring it up here, no doubt about it. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, so, talking about you mentioned championship mentality. So, uh, so 
as our, as our last topic tonight, um, last week, uh, NFL insider uh, on ESPN, uh, Louis Riddick, big Louis Riddick fan, um, they were talking about favorites. It was kind of like a super early Super Bowl favorites going into next season. And who did he say? He said the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone, and while everyone else is knocking the Chiefs, giving reasons why to not be a fan of the Chiefs going into this year, Louis Riddick still on the Chiefs bandwagon. Um, he highlighted as his reasons for the Chiefs as his Super Bowl favorites. Um, Mahomes having one, Mahomes as one, and then having one of the best offensive lines in football, which you mentioned earlier. Um, and just an overall deeper wide receiver room than we had in the past. Um, and then also having a younger and faster defense. And also, he also mentioned continuity. So it's just so many things that we've always talked about in the show is like the keys to success. Yeah. Quarterback, the continuity with your coaching staff, kind of having a, a, a younger, kind of makes it younger and older defense, which well, I will say our, our defense is kind of more on the, the younger side. There really is not a lot of veteran presence on the defensive side. So that's one thing I will say is kind of a, Unknown, I would say more so than any unknowns on the offense. I don't think there's any unknowns on offense. Um, just kind of be kind of new wrinkles this year without Tyreek. Um, but what, what were you surprised by that? Because I saw a lot of uh, Bills fans, Patriot fans going on there and kind of dogging Lewis Riddick for um, calling him a, an Andy Reid uh, homer. Um, just kind of dogging Lewis Riddick's take there. What do you think? I mean, obviously the Chiefs show. But if you could take your Chiefs goggles off for a second and look at this, you know, just as a as a football aficionado as you are. Do what, what do you think about his take on that? Uh, I think Lewis Riddick knows what he's talking about. That's what I think. I always like Lewis Riddick, man. He's, you know, I, I think he's a really balanced, you know, reasonable, intelligent guy. I, re- I really do. I, I always like his takes. Uh, and we, we, we agree. We agree with everything he said, all the points he made. But yeah, we, we got Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. Offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the league, if not the best offensive line in the league. Uh, continuity with the coaches, no doubt about it. Wide receiver room, man, top to bottom. I mean, we just got more guys, more bodies. We got playmakers. And so that offensively, I think we're set. And I've made this point earlier. I don't think there's anybody on our schedule that we can't beat. I don't think there's anybody that we should sit there and say, oh, man, we ought to be scared of. Or, you know, we, we I need, to, need to be knocking. Uh, defensively, like you said, man, we, we got a, a young Fast defense. They're going to be a hard-hitting defense. Uh, these guys come in, go out there, and go, they're going to go play. Special teams-wise, I mean, we got we got guys on special teams. We got Chanel who's going to be able to help out uh, special teams. Uh, you know, what what are the receivers? I'm sure it's going to be return guy. If not, we have somebody else back there returning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think we we're we're pretty much set. You know, as far as up and down the board, I don't. I, obviously, you know, if you're a Bills fans or you know Broncos or uh, Cincinnati, yeah. You, oh, you gotta cry. Oh my God, you know what are you talking about? Okay, listen. I tell you what, they know what we got. Okay, they seen what we have, and every, each and every one of those teams we hit in the mouth. The Bengals escaped us last year. Okay, we was beating them handily in the first half, right? And we should have finished them out, and we didn't. But I don't think that's going to be another mistake we're going to make this year. We learned that lesson, okay? We're just going to put these guys away. Ain't going to get another chance, another opportunity, a shot. So our secondary is a lot better against those guys that got on that side, right? So I think Lewis, he's on to something. I don't see why you why – why would you not take the Chiefs, right? Why would you not take them? So I think we win the division. I still think we're the best team in AFC, bottom line. And so if you're thinking about, okay, uh, Super Bowl, 
who are you going to see? Rams, Buccaneers, maybe one of those guys. We got those in the season. Mm. We got them. And then, you know, of course, I think preseason we got Green Bay. You know, I ain't really – I ain't worried about them. They ain't got nobody up there. So they <laughs> – hey, the cupboard is bare in Green Bay. <laughs> you looking around like, oh, <laughs> you looking around. Yeah, it's bare, buddy. It's bare. So – to me, it just makes sense, man. I, I, just with the talent that we have, uh, I think that we're the best team in football. Bottom line, pure and simple. And so, you know, like I said, Riddick, with his balance, uh, assessment of what we have with the teams that we go against, mm. I think, to me, it just would be a rational, reasonable decision that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Mm. So, we can yeah. debate it all day, but hey. Yeah. I, I, I agree, and, and, and obviously it's the Chiefs just so, you know, my biases lean a certain way. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's one of those things, if you look at the, like the, all the all things we talked about, look at the last four years. We, 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 we've owned the AFC. AFC. We, you know, we, we didn't win the AFC this year, but we've hosted it. You know, like we're, we're, we're in that conversation every year. I, mean, I, I, I don't see why people would be quick to jump off the bandwagon. I know everyone's always looking for the, for the, for the, for the next hot girl, right? Everyone's always looking for the, the, next, the next one. Right. But like, why, why jump off what's, what's been, I mean, what the team that is the, the epitome, everyone's been trying to build their team to be like the chiefs and well, to beat the chief. I, I, look, I, I get it. I understand, you know, you're going to have the challenges, of course, you know, Tyreek Hill's not here, right. He was, he was the, look, the, the hitter. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be like one, you know, hit his head on the goalpost every chance he had a ball in his hand. Right. Yeah. The thing is, we still got guys like that in the room. We still got speed all around the, the wide receiver room. We yeah. do. We got some bigger guys. So now we, we can do more things because we have more guys with the ability uh, to make this offense great. We still got the greatest tight end in football. And we still got the best quarterback. And we still got the, the best offensive line. And so yeah. offensively, I think we're going to be fine. Offensively, you score points, we're going to be fine. A young, fast defense, if everybody's on the same page. Like I said, and I think it's probably one of the things, if, if all the young guys get acclimated to what they want to do defensively, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Now, talked about this earlier. Concern, we got to get after the quarterback. We need a guy. I'm, I'm, that's what we need. We get, Look, I tell you, we'll sit, I will sit well. If we get as a guy, a defensive end, I can say, oh, you know what? Okay, cool. We, then we, we made a decision to get this guy in. It's going to be able to bolster the defense. Mm-hmm. We bring that guy, I'm like, yo, hey, we get pressure on the defense. We got ball hawks back there. Yeah. We got ball hawks. And so our secondary's gotten better. Our linebacker core is, is better than it was last year. So come on, man. I, I look, you would look, we can argue this point all day. And I get the Bills are going to argue it, and everybody else is going to have their say in it. I got it. But right now, I'm taking the cheese. And if you got uh, any sense, uh, you will take the Chiefs too. So I know everybody on the show is going to take the Chiefs. I don't know why you wouldn't. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So, and I think the, the one thing that like still puzzles me, and I think that it, hopefully it'll get figured out, is what we talk about the edge. It's like every other team in our division addressed edge this offseason, and they and they all got a high priced top ten guy. You know, Randy Gregory, uh, Khalil Mack, and um, Chandler Jones. But we and I thought it was okay. We don't need to get a top dollar guy. We we are paying Frank Clark a lot of money, but um, and it seems like this might be his last year. But like I thought we were gonna go, like we said, I thought we were gonna at least get like maybe two or three guys we can kind of like rotate in. And it's like, you know what? We may not have like a top dog, but we're gonna have we're gonna have 
two to three guys you're going to be rushing at you all game long. Two to three fresh guys rushing at you all game long. So I, I think I think I hope we can address that. Like you know maybe finding a vet, but it's just like I I wish we had that because you know you may not have the the, the top dog, but if you have quantity, a, a bunch of guys who's always fresh. I mean I think that can make up for not having a top guy. Yeah, like I said, one thing that we need to address was having a guy that had a high motor. We got that guy. Yep. We just wanted to get two more guys. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. I wanted two more guys in the draft. Because I'm like, you get high motor guys, and if they're, they're they're switching them out and they're fresh, I mean, fundamentally, we're going to be better. I mean, just up and down the line. And so nobody gets tired. You don't have to worry about, like, if you know he gets hurt, there's another guy who can step up at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's that was, I, I think, the issue in itself. Like you said, me and we were just kind of talking. Man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, that's the one thing that we should probably had, probably should have addressed. You know, addressed. But I mean, offensively, no, no questions here, none whatsoever. Defensively, maybe D line. That's it. But if if I'm just saying, if we're looking at teams and we're looking at guys, personnel, and players, I'm taking our team all day long. I'm looking at Buffalo. I'm looking at the Raiders. I'm looking at the Bengals. I'm looking at all these all these teams, 49ers. I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, I'm still taking the Chiefs. I'm mm-hmm. still taking them. I'm still taking them. And so he, we set them up to be successful, not just for this year, for you know, for a long time. So, and, and the one thing about the Bengals, and this is a last time with Bengals, but it's that you know they have the whole their windows right now because you got uh Burroughs on that rookie contract still, Chase on that rookie contract still, T. Higgins, I think this is last year. And yeah. it's like you can't pay. I mean, as, as we saw this year, you can't pay all these skilled players. You're gonna it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for them to do that. And their window is gonna be kind of this is it, this is kind of it right now. I think at least I think they're gonna break the band up, man. They're gonna break the band up. So uh but like I said, you know, those guys, I mean, they got talented guys on the other side, no doubt about it. But we, we got some young guys in here who are hungry, uh, that's going to be able to compete uh, at a high level. And so I think they're going to be up for the task. I really do. Uh, so that'd be a good game. It'd be a great game. Um, yeah, th- there's so many games on this whole thing that I'm like, yep, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I, and like you said, we have, like, we're talking like, that, like prize, prize fighting. We have, like, like, of our 17 games, we have like 12 of these games are pay-per-view events. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's, this is, it's not going to be one of those, like I was watching this the other night. It ain't going to be like Lennox Lewis against Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? And all that. It ain't going to be like that. And we got a shadow of our former self. We just got, we got some young, energetic, challenging, competitive guys in here. Mm-hmm. We got this past draft. They did a tremendous job getting these guys, guys in the draft. So we got some free agents in here who's going to be able to come in and compete. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's – hey, man. Hey, let's – hey. Place your, your, your shoes up. Buck your chin strap. Get your hard head on, man. We're going to be hitting some people in the mouth. And they better get ready. So the Chiefs are putting everybody on notice. Going in notice, man. Don't think you're going to come in tiptoeing an arrowhead. It ain't going to happen. Nope. It's not going to happen. So be ready. The Tyson Lewis uh, reference is great. That's one of the, that's one of the first box matches I remember as a, as a young kid. All the yeah. hype behind it. It was just the, it was the most bad match, man. <laughs> man. I know. I'd say that I was still like, dang, God, even see it again. I'm like, wow, man. You know, but yeah. Uh, 
before we go, because you mentioned uh, some of the receivers that you, th- some of the young guys that you might that you think might make an impact uh, this year. Uh, right before we came on, uh, the Chiefs Twitter account posted a video of Justin Ross making a grab. So I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you. Do you have your phone next to you? I do. I'm gonna send you the video, and I want you Please. to react. I want to react. I want you to react live on air and what you think about this Justin Ross catch, because you know that the hype around this kid's legit. Uh, so I, I want. I want everyone's going to get a live reaction with uh, um, you seeing this Justin Ross catch. He's just doing what he's supposed to do, man. I see, I see guys, look, listen, this is the NFL. If you ain't making catches like this, you don't need to be in the league. I, I'm just going to be completely honest with you, okay? I, I, look, I'm going to say this. I, I don't think people realize, uh, like, the level of talent you need to make it on the NFL roster, okay? Like, that catch right there, guys make it every day. Just to be <laughs> honest with you. I'm for real. That's, that's the truth. If you're a good receiver in the league, you're gonna make catches like that all the time. I seen I seen better catches. Like we see, like it, man, these guys are making catches like that all the time as a wide receiver. You ain't making a catch like that, you don't need to be in a room. <laughs> so he better make about five or ten catches like that during training camp and stuff like that. If he won't get his name, if he won't be on that 53 man roster, it's gonna take things like that. Because mm-hmm. right there, what I'm seeing, he's making that catch. I'm looking at it again. Uh that's only one, that's only one foot down. Better drag two. I know somebody who would have toe tapped that one. I know. I, I played with, with many of uh, plenty of wide receivers that's catching with one hand and toe tapping. So this is the lead of the league. You know, I think that right there is kind of close. That's a good catch, though. It's a great catch. I ain't gonna take away from it. But hey, young fella, you wanna get on fifty three man? You wanna travel? Get on that plane? Keep making catches like that. Bottom line. But I love it though. I love it. He's gonna compete, man. Look, he's gonna compete. I like Justin Ross. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. So you got skinny legs, man. So you got some speed on him. You can tell that joker. <laughs> he's got those Kevin Durant legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably need to give him a couple little uh, little hamburgers, some of that barbecue out there in Kansas City. Leave him up. But not if he's going to lose no speed. So, nah, that's a great catch. Nah, that's a great catch, man. But, like, hey, that's what it takes in the NFL. You'll get on the roster, that's what it takes. Yeah. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> We ain't playing tiddlywinks out here. Nope. So, yeah, uh, since that video has come up, everyone, um, like a lot, a lot of big Twitter accounts are uh, posting that, like just saying the Chiefs got to steal uh, getting Justin Ross. Um, so, and, you know, like as uh, Debo Sweeney said, um, like last week, or I think it was, it was, I think it was last week, they know the Chiefs got to, if, if he's healthy, the Chiefs got themselves a real deal guy. So, as a lot of people were fearing, Chiefs getting coming away with the A one one receiver uh, potential for the next couple of years with Sky Moore. We ended up getting two potentially with uh, hoping his medicals are all right when Justin Ross. So yeah, I, th- I think man, if, if he learns everything uh, assignment wise, technique, and usually it's what it is. What gets young guys is like the value mm-hmm. that you have to learn. I think I heard Sky Moore say something about that because they're, they're throwing everything at you, and then mm-hmm. what you. It, it, some of the, the playbook in college is not as extensive as it is in the NFL. Yeah. So terminology, what you need to know, where you got to be, you know, why you're doing it. Uh, 
you know, depth of the route. I mean, and also too, man, the work ethic. Like, like guys going to be learn how to work fast, hard all the time. And you know, sometimes in college, you know, you was able to get away with some things. But yeah. the demands of the NFL, hey man, I need for you to run through this play. All right, this is the demands that we have here. You need to run through this play. So the mindset needs to change. Every single chance, every look. Hey, Justin Ross, he makes that play. Hey man, you come back to the huddle like you're gonna make ten more like that. That's the way it works. And so, now nah, man, he's a talented guy, man. I think he'll develop to be, to be um, a huge success here. If he learns everything in the system and all that, he's going to be good. Well, it's funny you say that because Mahomes actually tweeted the he retweeted the video of yeah. uh, of Ross doing that, and he actually say he quote tweeted the video. He said, "Craziest part about this was dude acted like this was a nor- normal after he caught it." That's what that's what Mahomes said, and he says the crazy part about it. So I mean, yeah, no, hey, look. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, man, do I receive an NFL? Guys make these catches, I mean, in practice. You see it every single day. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've played with some guys with some great hands. I mean, I've seen some catches. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you know, that I was just like, man, how did this dude catch his ball like that? And looked like it was routine, like routine. So I'm good. I'm, I'm glad he's got that swagger. Like, oh, man, I, you know, I do this all the time. Cool. Keep that mindset. I love it. Yeah. Keep that mindset going. So. Yeah, exciting. It's gonna be exciting to see him during training camp and and, and um in preseason. So I, I I I sky's the limit for him really if he can just stay uh, healthy and all his medicals are fine. Yeah, yeah. I want to keep seeing more like this from him. Yeah, okay. pushing for him, man. I think I think he'll make it. I'll keep pushing for him. I think I think he'll make it. If he keeps doing things like this, like you said, staying healthy, uh, get his speed up because I know that's going to be the issue. Because right, there's the four six and stuff. Yeah. How's he running? Because it, look, the league is all about separation. Mm-hmm. It really is. Can you separate from your guy? Can you run from him? Can you run great routes? Do you understand the intricate parts of what you're trying to do? He gets all that down. Bet it's going to be. That's what we need. Yeah. I see talented guys out there all the time. You can have the physical ability, man. But if you don't have it up here, and then you know you don't know what you're doing. You're getting lost. Mm-hmm. We can't play this guy. This guy can't play. You know we're going to get somebody hurt out here running the wrong route all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's, hey, look, that room, there's a lot of people in that room. There's a lot of good people in that room. Yeah. You know, so we'll see, man. I love the competition. I love it. Yeah. So. Uh, let me ask you, uh, you were talking about got receivers that you've seen make ridiculous catches. Was Bobby Scipio one of those? Because Bobby Scipio and that Bobby, hard knocks. Oh, yeah. Bobby Scipio has some, some nice hands on him. Yo, Sip? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has some nice hands on him. I mean, I'm talking about, man, I played, man. Shoot, Urban Fryer, Mark Say, uh, Christy Jones, I mean, Eddie Kennison. I, I put Eddie's, you know, Jay Mo. I mean, there's guys. I could just name them. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys just making great plays. Shoot, Tony. I mean, I mean, we we just up and down the line of, like, wide receivers. You know, you, you could just name them. Guys mm-hmm. are making plays like this all the time. It's just like, hey, that's what they're supposed to do. Right. It comes with a job. comes with a job, man. That's what you get paid to do. Pay to make plays like that. True. Now, let's see you make plays like that in the game, right? Yeah. On there is one thing. Ooh, it looks pretty on there. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's strap these pads up and see how it looks then. No. So. Yeah. No, it's true. I remember in high school, like my coach would always make fun of the receivers who showboat after like making catches like that in routes on air. It's like, okay, let's take it to one. Let's take it to one ones, or we go team. 
Now all of a sudden, somebody's up in your neck, like, ah, you can't even get out the jail. Like, hey, man, get him out of here. Get him out. Yeah. Hey, jump in there. Shoot. You get open. You, you ain't going to be running. You know, because sometimes what you see, dude, like young guys, they start running in place all this time. Look, you got four seconds to run this route. You ain't look. We ain't got time for you. This ain't backyard football. Yeah. Get open. Run your route. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, good stuff. Good stuff. stars. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. All right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we continue to uh, man, we're gonna see a lot of stuff at OTAs. I mean, as this is just, we're seeing clips come out like at nine o'clock on a, on Wednesday night. So there's gonna be a lot of stuff to be talking about uh as we go forward. JD, I'm glad you're doing better, buddy. Um you get it, brother. Thank yeah. you. Hope everyone enjoys the episode and we'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.